Hey everybody, this is Perry with DMN. I'm here with Jeff Yasuda, the uh, co-founder and CEO at Feed... Oh, sorry. Feed FM. I almost said Feed.FM. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah feed good. Uh, Jeff, can you just take it away tell me, tell me a little bit about what you guys are doing over there and why this is such an interesting company uh, for content marketing? Yeah, yeah. Um, thanks, Perry. Um, you know, for starters, you know, what's really interesting is, um, you know, the largest age group now in the United States are young adults, right? They're, you know, Gen Z, millennials. And what's fascinating is, you know, they are really over-indexed on music, uh, music consumption. They listen to it, you know, pretty much every day. Um, you know, there's a 75% greater chance that they interact with music than, uh, than baby boomers who like to claim they uh, were the beginning of the true music revolution with, um, you know, with Woodstock and whatnot. But, um, you know, the young adults, you know, connect with music. They actually like the brand-band connection. And, um, and so bringing in the content marketing, you know, what's, what's been fun to see, as you know, CMOs spend about $313 billion every year on, uh, on investing in content to better engage and reach their audiences. So, then, you know, they invest, they, they invest in blog posts and text, uh, video, um, they invest in images, and we obviously think they should be doing it with music. And so that's really where FIDA-FM comes in. You know, we are a B2B SaaS platform, and really our whole mission is to help brands better engage with their customers by using music. And so what that means is in the digital realm, you can almost kind of think of it as a white-labeled Pandora or, or radio player that lives in an app, in a website, you know, in a social feed, um, you know, really wherever the touch point is. Um, and then, you know, as we, um, since, since we work with a lot of brands already that have brick and mortar, um, you know, sort of customer touch points, you know, we've started to get uh, pulled into providing music in store and uh, hold music as well. So it's really been kind of exciting where, you know, you can start with, with the digital side where you can collect data, you know, what songs do people like, what do they dislike, uh, what songs do they skip, you know, and most importantly, what songs are they listening to when they make a conversion, um, taking that data and then bringing it to the physical world. Gotcha. Very interesting, man. So um, a couple questions. Um, First of all, like, how does the process work with, um, you know, getting, like, these playlists or whatever uh, it is uh, organized? Like, is there, you know, licensing yeah. that goes on? Is that on your end or is it on the clients? And, like, how, yeah. how does all this work? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we are fully turnkey, right? So, you know, brands, um, you know, they have tons of challenges already. You know, they're trying to sell product. They're trying to provide a great service, whatever it might be. Um, and, you know, music, uh, music licensing is incredibly complex. It's a very specialized area of the law. And so, um, you know, and actually what's been kind of interesting to sort of answer your question in, in a slightly different way is that, you know, why haven't people used music, right, in the past? Well, I mean, the short answer is they have used music, right? They've used music in commercials and things of that nature. But really in the digital sense, uh, digital arena, it's been pretty sparse. And the reason being is kind of threefold. Number one, 
Um, music licensing itself has been very, very expensive in the past. Um, and uh, so number one, number two, um, the licenses themselves, as I mentioned, are incredibly complex from a legal perspective. You know, most brands are smart enough to know that if they use the music and they don't license it, they are going to get themselves in a lot of trouble. Um, but the third reason, which I think, you know, you'd appreciate, Terry, you know, given your background, is that everyone thinks they're a DJ. In reality, they are not, right? And so, you know, music curation, to your point, you know, is really an art form. Um, but what gets kind of fun about this is when you can combine this art form, you know, about essentially taste, right? You know, music is art. Some people like purple, some people like green. Purple isn't necessarily better than green, but it might be in some people's eyes. You know, music is the same way. And while you curate and you have a point of view, you know, I, I like to use this, this um, you can kind of imagine, you know, this, this spectrum, right? You know, on one end you have a curation, right, which is like a DJ who's almost imposing, or almost like the guy in, in my world, you know, when you take a road trip, right, you know, the guy in the front seat and shotgun that's basically, you know, DJing and imposing his or her taste on their victims in the back seat, right? right. And so, you know, and, and obviously, you know, as that DJ or curator, you know, you kind of like, oh, well, you know, it always feels good when people like the music or when people are like, oh, man, that artist, they, they suck. That's, you know, that's always a bummer. But when you do this at scale, it gets pretty interesting, particularly when you live within the world of content marketing where essentially you want to delight your consumer. You know, brands want to delight their customers with content to keep them engaged, to keep them loyal. And when you, you can kind of take that curated approach and then marry it with data, that's where it gets super exciting, right? And so what does that mean? Um, well, Perry, you might love, you know, you might love Jay-Z, but maybe somebody else hates Jay-Z, right? And so, um, but, you know, in this, in this curated experience, uh, what we do is we can get down to the personalized level and remember, oh, you know, Perry, um, or at least this ID, um, does not like, you know, this particular song, so we'll remove it. So you might have a totally different uh, music experience or listening experience, the same exact curated, you know, station or playlist than, let's say, this other person that, that uh, doesn't like Jay-Z. Okay. Um, so it's a combination... Very, um, sorry, this is a long-winded answer, but it's kind of a combination of a, of a licensed approach that's curated and then personalized with data. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, cool. So, one, okay, you mentioned, and, I, and for the record, I think this is a really cool take on uh, content in, in general because I feel like often we want cool. to talk about content marketing. It's kind of a more text-based, like uh, you know, articles or blogs or something like that. Maybe even uh, mm -hmm. shows or things like that. It, it seems to sure. use music. Music just seems a very novel uh, approach. Um, but for the for the sake of argument, like, what can you say? Uh, what would you say to marketers who are wondering, you know, why not just write an article or something? You know. Yeah. Um, well, here's one thing which is kind of interesting. So, you know, invariably a lot of brands, so we work with, you know, retail and retail apparel companies. We work with fitness. We work with, you know, uh, TV, you know consumer products. Um, we work with sports teams. 
You know, and what's really kind of neat about music is that it is the only medium that you can enjoy while you do something else, right? So when, you, when you're driving, think of it as if you're driving, right? You can't read a blog post when you're driving. You can't read a text, right? You, you, can't, uh, you surely can't watch a movie or a video. You can't look at pictures um, unless it's really fast. Um, but you can listen to music. You can listen to music the whole time and be totally in the moment. But you bring that to a brand, um, and particularly when the music starts playing in the background, you browse the site, you stay on the site, you stay on the app, you use the product for longer, and most you know, e-commerce uh, specialists will agree that the longer people stay on your product, the higher the average shopping cart, the higher the average chance for a conversion. And so this is kind of where we come in where, you know, we take, um, you know, you know, what we think to be sort of a, a static experience, you know, and, and really lighten it up by using music and giving the people an opportunity to browse and, and check out product. Um, you know, you know, some of our customers, Charlotte Roos, um, or American Eagle, um, you know, both huge brands. Uh, that's all clothing to a fairly young demographic that's very mobile-centric. Um, you know, these guys get onto the app, they listen to music, and while they listen, um, you know, they're browsing clothing, they're getting ideas, et cetera, et cetera. And, and, and eventually, you know, we have found, um, you know, just by looking at the data, that when people listen to music, they stay on longer, they come back more frequently, and they buy more stuff. Yeah, it seems like a pretty organic way to just create. I mean, you know, we talk about experiences so much in, in this industry. Yeah. It seems like a great way to, you know, organically create an experience that will make somebody want to stick around. And, you know, even if they're, you know, not necessarily buying anything, but, you know, just spending a lot of time on the site just because the playlist is really cool and curated to their taste totally. based on their, their data. So, yeah, totally. it sounds like totally. an awesome idea. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, and. and Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'll, I'll say go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Uh, well, you know, I was just going to say with sports, too, it's been uh, pretty exciting. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're probably a diehard Knicks fan, so you all hate this example. But, <laughs> but we have, uh, we've been working with the uh, Golden State Warriors uh, for quite some time now. And it was really kind of fun when we started with them was that, uh, you know, and, and remember, or I don't know if you know, but, you know, the Warriors music is such, first of all, such a core part of the culture of the Warriors, but quite frankly, music is such a core part of the sports culture and, and NBA and in general. Yeah. And um, but what's really kind of neat about so the Warriors have this thing called Slate Night on Saturday night where they kind of turn Oracle Arena into kind of a, a lounge or a, a nightclub. And... Uh, you know, this DJ, you know, D-sharp, he's, you know, he's spinning tunes. And, and uh, so then we actually started with the Warriors basically powering music um, in their app and on their website, nba.com slash Warriors. Um, you know, what's kind of interesting is that, you know, we didn't really know exactly where to start, right? And we actually had... Uh, approached uh, D Sharp and we ran a bunch of songs by him and he you know, he said, Hey, this looks pretty cool and uh, so just you know, we just sort of pushed it out. And this is where kind of data, you know, you can learn very quickly. Um, and some of the things that were eye opening um, was the type of music that people liked. 
you know, generally, you know, the Warriors, um, you know, is a mainstream team. You know, it's a mainstream sport. So you would expect a mainstream audience, you know, to be, um, you know, to dictate the music preference or the fact that they are mainstream, which obviously is pop. Um, but that wasn't really the primary um, category. The number one category was hip-hop, which probably isn't that surprising, uh, urban music. Um, but number two was very surprising. Um, number two was actually EDM and, uh, you know, electronic music. And what's kind of interesting is we talked to the management team there, too. They said, well, you know, this is indicative of kind of our, our marketing strategy, um, which needs to be focused higher up in the stadium. And I said, higher up in the stadium? What do you mean by that? And he's like, well, you know, the people that are courtside are the folks that, you know, have done pretty well, that, you know, afford pretty expensive seats. We have to be thinking about kind of the next generation. The next generation of, of Warriors fans are the ones that are higher up in the stadium. And what do most young folks message? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is obviously electronic. Mm-hmm. And so that was just kind of an interesting aha moment. Very cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know there was some uh, some data from Nielsen recently that uh, hip hop is like the biggest uh, uh, genre now, um, at, at least uh, in, in one important category. But um, yeah, so yeah, it's not surprising. But yeah, EDM is not super surprising either. Yeah, not to mention. I mean, if you're talking about young, reaching younger audience, yeah, a lot of the young folks are really into totally. that stuff. You know. Um, totally. Totally. Well, uh, and, and I think to your point, you know, to your well, I was just going to say, to your point, you know, around content and data, you know, that this data then in turn can, can provide a marketer, you know, we think with some pretty compelling information and compelling ways to get to know their audience better. And once you get to know your audience better, there's more sort of customer loyalty and trust. And, um, and ideally that leads to deeper connection with the brand and ideally increased revenue. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, uh, Jeff, that was really interesting, man. I really appreciate you taking the time today. Um, cool. I'm going to go ahead and uh, end the podcast here, uh, but hopefully our listeners got a lot of insight. Uh, I think that it's a good idea to really explore music as a way to increase engagement. If nothing else, you know, time time spent on site or on page or an app. That's a really uh, powerful way to do that. As I say that as a big fan of music. That's very, uh, very interesting. So whether it's with, you know, feed at feed FM or in some, some other type of thing, in-house, whatever, just music is definitely an option that should be explored, I think, in content marketing. So, um, yeah, thanks so much, man. Uh, this is Perry. Yeah, no, thank you. Yeah, this has been Perry with DMN. I'm signing off.